so let me tell you a story. <laughs> so, you know, I have so many projects going on. I want to cook more, and I want to have a compost bokashi bucket. Um, so I was, but the bokashi probably won't get you till spring. But today I was thinking about Is that what that's Chinese it's or ja- Japanese? It's Japanese, actually, yeah. But it sounds horrible. I mean, I don't want it in the house just by the name. <laughs> well, then I won't even tell you what's in it. I will tell you it's the worm-free option. Though. Oh, well. So that's... But so I was thinking about tomorrow I'm going to make shepherd's pie. And then it turns out like when you, cooking, all cooking calls for like stock. Yeah. Um, And that's annoying. Things need juices to... Yeah, to... <laughs> it's annoying to like make when you're making a thing. So I guess most people who cook a lot like make a big batch of stock and then put it in the fridge. And we we don't eat that much meat that we'd have like beef bones around. So I was thinking the easiest thing that sounds like it fits into our life is to when you're cooking stuff, save all the vegetable bits like the the roots and the the those peels and stuff and then you can boil that into a vegetable stock to use later if you freeze it so that's i think what i'm going to do tomorrow so then i was like thinking about what things i'm going to save for the vegetable stock but (laughs) the it got confused in my mind with compost because compost you can throw tea in you can throw, like, I made lemon juice today with the fresh lemon. Please don't throw the compost in our food. No, so I was like, should I save this lemon rind to put in the stock tomorrow? No. No, I don't want fruit stock. I mean, we could draw the line at worms if you want, but yeah. also trash would be. Yeah, well, I'm not, I don't think I will put trash on purpose. It was just like, I was sorting out all my plans. <laughs> and that that's, I was like. Should I save these tea leaves? No, I'm not making tea stock. <laughs> but, so that's... You know, is is there a lot of, beyond soups, I guess there's like a, a lot of st- stewed meat kind of things here, but given like there's so much wok cooking, mm. there isn't as many... Bones? Detritus? St- stock. Oh, yeah, I guess stock is not a feature of Chinese cooking. Unless, well... Tell us why yeah. we're wrong. I think, I mean, like in a basic stir-fry, maybe not, but there is like that that beef dish we had at Long Pets. Mm. Um, I think like those, it's not the same kind of stock, but it is like they probably boiled some beef bones with some peppers or whatever for a day. Um. Fuchsia Dunlop probably has more to say on that. Yeah. We could just just pull out the book and we yeah. can... We'll just read the book. <laughs> but, um, yeah, because Chinese food isn't just stir-fry, you know. Yeah. But, yeah, in stir-fry, you probably wouldn't use stock. But there's other stuff. In soups, you would make stock. But how, I wonder how much is their stewed bones and stuff as opposed to there's like a lot of light vegetable soups that we have that are 
Twansai and true. peppers and like garlic a... and ginger that are all like tossed in and then like they're barely cooked because you bite into them and you're like, wow. Yeah, and the, it's it's more like a con consomme. I guess. Of is like, that what that is? That the it's the water it, the broth is just like cooking wa- as water it's... plus <laughs> versus like a stay hydrated. Yeah. <laughs> but you want to get started? Yeah, let's get started. Speaking of long pets, we were just there with our friend. Jesse. Mm-hmm. Um, so we can talk about socializing in China. How um, what? How do you know Jesse? Jesse was Jesse. Jesse was my student, and my very first year of teaching, um, my very first day of teaching. She features in our our myth making, our self mythologizing, because <laughs> that first year I wrote a piece of like what what's it like after one year of teaching. Um, Does that qualify as lore yet? I'll call it lore. Yes. <laughs> um, but she, on my first day, I, when I was so nervous, I don't, now I don't, this is where it's lore. I don't remember if she was actually in the very first class or one of the, she was on a class on her first day. And when I was feeling nervous, she like, not, not because she like was preternaturally mature and like, <laughs> she just was being her goofy kid self, told me a story about like if she was, Oh, we were doing self-introductions, and she I said they could lie if they wanted to. They just had to use English. And so she told me about being from Mars, and I was like, I always remember that. I forgot that that was her. Yeah, that was her. That's um, a great story. But that was eight years ago. So now she is a grad student studying biotechnology at the University of Alabama at Birmingham. Not Mars. Yeah, so she's actually... Might as well be Mars for where we are here. switched places with us. Um, which that was an interesting part of hanging out with her this week of like people who live abroad have a different way of late relating to each other mm. than we do of relating to people who don't live abroad. Sorry, dude. It's a club. Yeah. You, just, you just don't know what it's like. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so she was, she was back in China for her winter break. Um, so we met up and we went out to Long Pets. And when I say... Which was interesting too because it was... Even just really quick that that uh, she's not really here for spring festival. Right, she's, she's not here, here for the for, Chinese holiday. She's her, going the home. American holiday. <laughs> yeah, and she tried to squeeze those in to work together. Yeah, and classic college kid um, planning use of time. She also got her wisdom teeth out like two days before <laughs> we hung out with her. Um, she took it better than I did. I was like <laughs> out for a week. After my wisdom teeth. But anyway, socializing in China, like, sounds mm. like a phrase. But it is like, well, this, you, you just have friends and sometimes they're Chinese people. <laughs> I'll tell you if they're a phrase when I try to figure out what the description on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> Thumbnail is. Because the only thing that I can think of is like, whoa, what a different world about socializing in China. Is that because of where we live that not a lot of foreigners live here? That complete strangers have come up to us and asked us out for dinner, um, and we and, and the I hear it, I hear it of, happens in, in big cities too. But like, oh yeah, I, it is constantly like sometimes <laughs> multiple times in a night. Yeah, we're not dinner with these people. We can't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we can't have dinner with you. <laughs> Everyone, come in. We don't know those people. And All so right, well, that that's a thing. That's like, oh, that's completely different because Americans don't approach foreigners. <laughs> I don't think. And say like I wasn't. Sometimes when I went down south, you get 
people that would are that southern graciousness that are like ah dearie come on over oh yeah like strangers they sound like yeah (laughs) (laughs) okay but it depends i guess regionally yeah and we are kind of in a region that is friendly yeah particularly to us yeah oh yeah um because that's which (laughs) in when people on online discussions this might say a lot about where i hang out online (laughs) but like when people talk about it's so hard to make friends i wish you could just like go up to people and say want to be friends like we were in kindergarten um (laughs) here in china you can as long as you're doing it to someone who's from a different country than you (laughs) i guess maybe that will say that's the rule a lot of people us foreigners not us foreigners but get a little PO'd at that uh, that were maybe people, yeah not you and I yeah but people try to they're getting free English lessons or yeah I'm uh, getting a free Chinese yeah lesson. <laughs> honestly I don't really care it's the same thing with photographs like you take a photo of me I'll take a photo of you it's perfectly fine I don't here's here's shit. where it goes wrong for them though it's like they're always like yeah give me your WeChat we can talk all the time I hate talking online just like blanket Ever since the days of ICQ, I just <laughs> hate it. I don't like typing a conversation. So they get my WeChat and then I just never talk to them. <laughs> and then if they're too pushy, I del- I've deleted people. <laughs> Is that like leftover from the phone? Or like, I feel like when, yeah, I see you, that's inner office stuff, right? Like, I guess I used it in college because that's just when I, I was in college. I, I had it, well, we even had it in our office. Where people would like, oh, yeah, there was an inter office chat, and you're literally like the person over the cubicle, and you're just like, I'm right here, <laughs> stand up and talk to me. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've definitely felt scarred about that, like where I don't want people around town, just but that's how everything gets done now, so we're kind yeah. of screwed in that. Well, situation. that's where, like, I guess millennials don't answer the phone anymore, or apparently even open their door. Oh, yeah, people and I have, like, anxiety of, like, there's someone near my house, which that's, get over that. People, <laughs> we're going to live in a world where other people live. Some of them are going to be near your house. <laughs> but, no, that's where I, like, identify with, like, you could just not pick up the phone? That sounds great. And then, even further, I don't have to answer anybody's WeChat. <laughs> and I usually don't. I just don't, like... If we're going to have a conversation, I want to have a conversation. I don't want to be like, or if I'm going to be doing a thing, I want to be doing that thing. I don't want to be half-ass doing that thing and half-ass talking to you. Um, Yeah. I just get, I get persnickety when my attention is I say yeah as I'm I'm playing keyboard. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) What? What did you say? (laughs) Yeah. I don't care about your attention. I just need... (laughs) My full attention is on you. <laughs> but that's... Got, we're getting a little far. Yeah. Um. So that's, you know... Let's get the show started. <laughs> um. Yeah, so like hanging out with friends. We have had a little bit of like weird introductions, but like it's weird to make friends as a grown-up, I guess. So it mm. is like one of my friends is someone I knew who approached me on a bus to say hello and then like we hit it off and she's really nice and she likes me and she's introduced me to some that's 
the introducing to other people. That's like where I feel comfortable. Do you with. feel that the coming from New York City? Mm-hmm. We love those like kismet serendipity stories of you're on a train and you meet a stranger and yeah, friend, lover, whatever it happens <laughs> that that our movies love to portray. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can't honestly say I remember being ever on the subway and like hitting it off with anybody but there is that possibility of like i mean i talk to people on trains like it is fairly natural to be like yeah you know let's have a little conversation or something like that but really not a lot (laughs) but (laughs) i know i feel like i've i could count on my one hand the number of times i've had conversations that i like wanted to be a part of well, wants is, <laughs> I mean, I've been drawn into conversations on the train, I guess is what I'm saying. But yeah, they never, there was one time because I made a bet with myself that I could talk to a guy on the train and like see if we went on a date, what would happen. And he <laughs> Did was, you have, there was one guy you knew or you just walked into the subway no, one day? No, I was day like, going, like this month I, I would like to see if I could make that happen. And I did. Uh-huh. And then we went out and it, he was like really boring. And, like, he's a, not a bad guy at all. Just, like, he wasn't, he didn't click with me and I didn't click with him. Um, Random person in the yeah. in the crowd. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's he, worth a shot, though. I, I don't think this is identifiable because enough people had done this. But he was, the interesting thing I remember about him is that he had been on Ricky Lake when he was younger for having lost a lot of weight. <laughs> He was like really skinny as a grown up and like really That's into pretty interesting, I guess. Um, and then after that, the conversation went, I was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we went on three dates and then I was like, I don't like this guy. I mean, not, not, not like. Because I'm skinny. I don't, I don't like I hate, him. Hate but like. Guys that were fat nothing, and now skinny. There's nothing here. He's nice, but I don't need right. to spend time with people who are just nice. Um, Did that prepare you at all for being. Becoming friends with people on buses in Luzhou. Actually, maybe that does feature more. Because you do have to get into these awkward, like, dates where you you hang out with a person and, like, it takes a while to warm up. And you remember, like, all your friends back in the States. But you had, like, 10 years to get to know those people. So, like, my best friends. Or in, 20 or yeah, 30. Yeah, like, yeah. It's not like my best friends in the United States, I'm going to replicate that relationship right away in China. Yeah. Um, so you do have to like go and make forced small talk. And, and then do- like sometimes you do get to the end of like a couple times hanging out like, I don't think we're friends. Yeah. <laughs> there I- are, there's nothing wrong with them. There's nothing wrong with me. But like my life is not better for spending time with them. And I would rather hang out with myself or you. <laughs> and then being myopic about it as I'm going to be, I'm thinking like, well, this situation isn't really working out for me. And I rarely think that like, I, I guess because we're in a foreign country and I'm like, I, I should really try to hard to make them. I mean, this person wants to be friends with me. So I, yeah, I should really yeah. try my hardest and then find out that they probably don't like me either. And they wish I would stop calling. And yeah. Really, and that's... The- no, I don't call anybody, but like... <laughs> yeah. You- <laughs> <laughs> but or... Or... You figure out that they only like you because you're a foreigner. That's the Chinese aspect to this. Right. Because that does happen too. But then it also does happen. 
because we're both introverted so it has to be like this awkward active process of like hang out with a new person this month see what happens and i personally don't then, mind like, too much sometimes because sometimes you make friends sometimes you make friends Sometimes it's just a free dinner. Sometimes yeah. <laughs> you're being used as, you know, a little show pony or something like that. It's yeah. still a free dinner. And uh, it's, I don't, you know, I'm not yeah, damaged I'll, for I'll it. I'll show pony like once with yeah. a given group of people. But like the other week when we were at hospital barbecue and that woman came up to me and she's like, I think I know you. I think she had been someone that we got dinner with once and then like she pestered me on WeChat and I was like, no, this isn't happening. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's, you know, that's how that happens. Yeah, sometimes it's not even like we have people that invite themselves to our dinner that will. Yeah. I mean, I've lost count. It could have been that woman that like sat down at our table at Tuan Tuan one night. Yeah. And, like had a conversation with for us for 15 minutes and then said like, you know, oh, we'll we'll get together and we chat. And we're like, whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, and yeah, that happens. <laughs> <laughs> Does. And then sometimes it is it becomes somebody that you've kept in contact with, a person on the bus. Yeah, yeah. Um, or a student from your first year. Yeah. Which And then, so then, like, okay, so you have friends. What do you do with them? <laughs> we were talking with Jessie. This is the first time in eight years she, like, so clarified this because she was talking about how in America it blows her mind that in every situ- social situation everyone dances. Oh yeah. And like that no one no one feels sh- ashamed about that but then when she's like let's do karaoke no one no one wants to do karaoke whereas over here it's all karaoke. And play the clip. <laughs> <laughs> but it is like yeah, so like friend mechanisms work the same. Maybe the customs are a little bit different, but it definitely there's a different energy to the activities you're doing. Yeah. Um and then there's also stuff like who pays who pays for dinner, who da 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 da, like Chinese hospitality rules. But it does seem like especially with like one-on-one friends, either you pay one-on-one yeah. Um, and young young people too are seem more relaxed about they don't need to like have face with you because yeah, you, no, you had a bowl of noodles together. Right. I mean, I guess that I, what in college that's even on dates like there was more of a chance of going Dutch. Yeah. As, as long as that's not racist now. Yeah. That, <laughs> the Chinese what, call that going AA. AA. Yeah. Like the letter A. I don't, I don't know why, but... Okay. okay. A, A. <laughs> All right. A pays for A, A pays for A. So no one's a B. That's everyone's a, a significant... Oh, I guess that... Maybe. Maybe. If you know the etymology, call in now. Or to, stop calling in. <laughs> I'm not answering the phone. Maybe put it in the comments. Don't, I don't care. Don't send me a WeChat message. <laughs> I'm not going to... I'll delete you. <laughs> But yeah, so there's that. But then, like, I do think the big change is when you have formal occasions or like work dinners or like life event dinners. Yeah. Which I'm uh, again on the one hand, they're universally boring all over the world. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't want to go to your wedding. Um, I barely wanted. Well, no, I did want to go to my wedding because we had it as like one step above eloping but like i was not interested in throwing we we're also as as far as we know we were the first couple to get married on the high line in new york 
unpermitted anyway. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, now lots of people do. Yeah. Well, I think it's a big business for us in New York City parks to, yeah. to have. We busted the system. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> um, now Weddings I'm, are boring. Now I'm lost. Oh, yeah. So change of life events are, are just kind of boring anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so it is like. Because I was complaining to you after after we had gone to such an event that I hate going to these events because the Chinese banquet style is you sit at this big round table with like 10 people and there's big lazy Susan in the middle, um, which that part's good. And that the food is usually really good because yep. this is like that's your chance to show off is you, you have good taste in restaurants and you pay for the finest food. And I'll be a beneficiary of that. I'll bring a red envelope to partake in that. Mm -hmm. um, but that it is like, so you and I sit next to each other, of course. But then it is like the luck of the draw of who sits on either side of you because that's who you can like actually talk to. Or it's just like one person is shouting across the whole table and we all have to watch him. Um, Gets dull pretty quick. <laughs> yeah. But then like, so, like, we were whining about that. And then, well, that's what it's like if you go to a college friend's wedding. Like, you don't know their other friends. And they sat you at a table with people they might think you like. But they're also, like, don't, you're not the focus of their day. They are. So, it's like, yeah. you're at this table. Shut up. And that, like, I'm there for for you, I guess. Also, as a lot of times people event. have changed and you're not really <clears throat> in tune with those people anymore. And. Yeah, I mean, yeah, so it's big. There's so many problems with knowing people. <laughs> big events are tricky. <laughs> and the wedding I went to in China, I was invited to the night before by the groom's aunt. So I didn't even know the groom, but this is like actually acceptable in China. You're There's like a whole room for last minute, not gatecrashers even, because you're welcome. Uh-huh. Um, and that, like, <laughs> especially if you're bringing a red envelope. Yeah, which I I didn't. I don't think. I think Wendy was like, "You don't have to." You oh, because that's they want a foreigner to be at the wedding, and so that was like special. And then he was gonna, the groom was gonna say some things in English. Well, play the clip. <laughs> There's a whole like we have a clip for that catwalk and blah blah blah. It's a, it's a spectacular sight. Um, we have a music video of it. I'll try and put that up. Yeah. Um, um, there's... <laughs> now I'm lost. <laughs> oh, he wanted to say some stuff in English, and our friend Wendy was an English teacher who was his aunt, and she said, don't do it. Your English isn't that good. <laughs> I'll just bring a foreigner, and that can be, like, the thing. And so that's what happened. And I did, like, sit... I sat, she, she didn't even sit with me, so I was at this <laughs> wedding. I didn't know anybody, because she's family, so she gets to sit at the family table, and I'm spillover, so I sit in the spillover room with a bunch of guests. But that's where the tradition of, like, you drink six shots of baiju mm. um, with strangers at your table, and then, like... Somebody's going to be entertaining at cool. that point. Yeah. <laughs> Which, I had to go teach classes after that. <laughs> I did not take all six shots. Kids, kids, listen. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I guess, I guess what I'm getting at is China is all the same and all different than America, and that's 
that's how socializing works. People are people. But it, it brings me to the, the question, the thought, mm. because we're discussing this live to tape to go on the internet. What is the difference between storytelling and just gossiping? Mm. Because we just we shared a bunch of stuff about people we know. Um, but I feel like it's justified. And I think every artist runs into this. Did you, as a painter... Did you ever paint stuff and have people be like, is that me? I would not say because that uh, art and painting really lend itself as well to that. Yeah. As opposed to songwriting because there's actual words are involved. Uh, so there's uh -huh. definitely people are like, wait, is that me? I'm like, yeah, well, maybe. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's, it's, it's, it can be socially tough. And if they're, if they're right and you didn't realize it, that's awkward. If they're wrong, that's still awkward. Um, or if you did it on purpose, I don't mm -hmm. know, maybe you wanted to cause if, this if, fight. If you're Taylor thing. Swift, yeah. isn't that yeah. her thing? She does everything but actually, or maybe even does call people out by name. Maybe, possibly. Which she gets, she gets crap for that, but Carl, Oh, Nausgaard, who wrote like a very in-depth memoir of his childhood and now his family doesn't speak to him because of how specific he was. He gets to be a literary hero. So is it is gossip a sexist term? I might have not really paid attention to pavement if it wasn't for their dig on Smashing Pumpkins. Okay, so you you like gossip. Men like gossip. Sure. You heard it here. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even a dig, but that's... I mean, I just needed somebody to make fun of Smashing Pumpkins for yeah, me to go like, yeah. oh, who's that? But I mean, like, because that's... Writing, that's, that's a big thing because you can't just make up how people act. The easiest thing to do is, like, steal how people have acted in your life. Or, like, put, put together a bunch of characteristics from different people you know. Right. Sometimes that, I guess, that blurring line of, like, the, like, Dorothy Parker's circle of all your friends together and you're writing together and you're writing about each other. And then when they're all, like, writing bitchy things to get back at each other. Yeah, and then bringing it home, writing their own stories. Yeah. Because then on the other side, you have, um, what's his name? XTC? Mm-hmm. Uh, writing all those songs. Andy that, Partridge. Andy Partridge. That years later, he realized were about the woman he was <laughs> married to that he didn't want to be married to yeah. anymore. <laughs> so it can happen to you even if you're not intending it to. Yeah. A lot of times I think that's... And songwriters are not the most intuitive people. They're, yeah. hap they're working from their gut. And a lot of times without a lot of education either. So yeah. like you're singing, I feel, I feel. And then <laughs> you're like, what are you feeling? Like, I don't know. I've just put my heart on my sleeve. So yeah. Yeah. So but with writing, you have some time to sit back and think about this and yeah, that, that you're really constructing things. Yeah. Most writers I would guess are overthinkers, <laughs> <laughs> um, which is interesting because songwriting, even though it is usually highly personal, that's seen as valid versus like, so vlogging, what we do, or memorist, um, is that even art? Like, does, does it even 
rise to the question of like, does your art justify that you're talking about everyone behind their back? <laughs> well, and, and certainly when you're bringing other people in, that's like, if you're just, if I'm just vlogging about me and mm-hmm. like, I mean, what's the difference of somebody who's just like, I'm vlogging in my bedroom and I'm playing and that's a story about me and learning yeah, how to play keyboards. Yeah. But then, like, if I go outside and I bring you into it and I bring in another person into it and, like, how much of that is their story? And then what if I take all that and I jumble it all up in William Burroughs style and I cut mm-hmm. and paste and I make you say something? Is that, am I just, like, shitting on you and, and yeah, throwing shade yeah. and gossiping in all these directions? Or am I trying to show the world how I feel about you, whether it's bad or good? Like, it doesn't matter how you're going to take it to me as the artist right. or the vlogger. So. Right, right. Well, and we do have a lot of discussion, you and I, about when we're making these live pieces that are just nonfiction us chatting versus the fictional pieces that we make, like um, what's appropriate to say and what's not appropriate to say. And if someone takes a fictional piece as the truth, is that does that harm the story in some way? Or is that mm. putting like... Is it putting, because the way that our fiction gets misinterpreted is as like, well, this is what China's really like and this is what these people really think China is like. Mm. So there is an aspect of like, I do want to be responsible about like, I'm not, I'm not trying to educate you on another culture. So don't, don't take that message away from it. (laughs) I'm just trying to like express you know, a given a if, funny story or if, a funny if, skit. If right now, as you're explaining this, like I, when I go to edit this later, which this is all in real time. Yeah. But I'm going back with the afterthought of now I'm putting art to it. Mm-hmm. Of like, am I doing my face? Am I doing your face? Yeah. I go back to my face and then I go back to your face and I put an elephant on your face instead. Right. Like that doesn't really matter because it's not really going to hurt your feelings unless you hate elephants or something like that. Right. But what if I do that and I go back and now you're a Chinese face? Like, am I being racist somehow? Like, yeah. it depends on what my meaning for or, that is. Or if we had footage of, like, Chinese people that we just took live footage of and then you, like, altered it to make them look just stupid. Right. Um, without... I mean, that's just mean. I don't know what and I if, don't know what your art's trying to say or, there. Or, I mean, that's what I, I feel like a lot of people wander into with memes. Mm. As opposed to just, what is a mean meme? Oh, mean, yeah, mean, which mean, I heard mean. a very interesting discussion about memes. Because it can, like, ruin your life. Mm. If you get caught and memed doing something. Meme us. <laughs> uh, it doesn't have to, and, and they're not necessarily always harmless. But the dehumanizing that face to use it for your purposes does actually harm a real person. Mm-hmm. Um, so what is it worth that joke? I mean, it depends on how mean of a meme are you are, I guess. Yeah, yeah. But the, like... Like, are you really trying to figure out how to, like, ruin somebody? Like... Well, but that's that could just be a byproduct. Right. Of... By... Like... I was the Star Wars kid. I mean, I, I wasn't. But if you were the Star Wars kid and then you grow up with everybody going like, hey, Star Wars kid. Like, that doesn't sound... I wouldn't want that to happen to me. Yeah. Um, Unless you loved it. But I mean, I guess... Yeah, I guess... I mean... It's possible people could have the reaction to getting memed 
that they're like, hey, this is great. I love all this attention. Bring it on. But I really don't think that's the common reaction. I think most people are like, oh, geez, now I've been elevated to a representation. I, I mean, and, how, how about like somebody? Thousands of people around the world are treating my face as an object. Something that's not a meme and never was funny, but like, I'm sure as as of a strong of an interesting and terrible story as Madeleine Lewinsky. She actually was on that podcast talking about uh-huh. it. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. yeah. She she has a lot to say about that now. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, it did. It ruined her life. She became. But it a, made her stronger and gave her things to write about. Well. But she would have been fine without that, I think. <laughs> but she wasn't a human without all this attention? Yeah, yeah. She didn't ask for all that attention. Right. Maybe you don't agree with what she did ask for, but she didn't deserve to be turned into a... Laughing stock of an entire generation? punchline, yeah. 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 Um, which is... I guess that's part of the internet culture, is that we do objectify and use people in ways that aren't nice yeah (laughs) but i think that's where to me the line is because we do use footage of, of just everyday people but i think we're not distorting them we are we're using that as a documentation of our environment i mean i'm that's what i spend i mean i consider it my art even though it's where's that fine line between some kind of art and I'm certainly not a reporter. I didn't go to school for it. I may have worked at newspapers for decades, mm-hmm. but like I'm not a reporter. I'm not a writer. But when closer to a painter, when I sit down to edit these things and I put people in them without their consent, I don't have a problem with it because they're taking pictures of me and without yeah, my consent, yeah. and that's fine. And I'm pe- on I'm on the internet. When you were in the hospital. Um, two beds over, someone started playing a video and it was me teaching an English class. <laughs> yeah, so and, particularly here, I don't have a, a problem with it. Yeah. I wouldn't in America either. And also, but we, I do, we don't my, have the volume that it's like we could ruin well, someone's yeah. life. But in we have a hundred people that watch. <laughs> even with that, though, I do spend a great deal of time when I'm putting these videos together to make sure that like, oh, I put this person's face there. Oh, that actually doesn't look good there. Like, I just, I mean, I don't even mean like if it doesn't like, it puts them in a bad light. I mean, it literally puts them in a bad light. That person mm, doesn't look mm. good there. Yeah. Like, I have no reason to and like what make is, that. that put... doesn't serve our purpose. Right. It's like, it's like in the newspapers where there were the uh, newspapers. The, <laughs> <laughs> when people do footage of uh, on the news of like, here's a fat guy and they show a butt and then they show a big oh, gut yeah, and something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. Like, those are actually people there. And I mean... Right, you, the, you need a picture of a belly, they make but like that choice to not like identify this is the face of fat. Right, but it's even more objectifying to turn obesity into a bunch of body parts. Right, you don't actually have somebody in the studio mm-hmm. that is overweight that you could go ask and be like, hey, Bob or Sal, do you, do you mind if I turn the camera on you? Can be the fat person for this piece. Bob or Sal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sally. Oh. I thought you were being anti-Italian. No. (laughs) (laughs) But, and we do make choices of like, I, we see like kids peeing all the time out on the sidewalk because that's just like, 
the Chinese do believe it's not help, healthy for kids to hold it. So if you have to go to the bathroom at a certain age, you just pee outside. Um, which I kind of think is funny. And as, like, coming from New York, I'm used to to bodily functions happening on the <laughs> sidewalk. <laughs> and, worse, and we haven't been there in, worse than pee. <laughs> in that many years. It used to smell, always smell like pee almost everywhere. Yeah, but. yeah. Um, Love it. And dog and dogs are peeing and pooping all over the place outside. So who cares? I don't care if babies are pooping. I seem I'm preemptively defensive because that's like an annoying thing. You're a kindergarten teacher too. Foreigners complain about like I, your you got, dog poops outside, your baby poops outside. You cleaned it up either way. You, I don't care. You've got children wandering around with their pants down all day long. Oh my goodness, yeah. <laughs> but this is my point. Is I purposely do not take footage of that, even though I think mm-hmm. it's funny. Um, we're not, we can't use that. I don't want to show baby, baby butts on TV. Um, and you or, shouldn't anybody on YouTube. Yeah, don't, no baby butts. <laughs> Consenting adult butts only. <laughs> um, but, or like, once we get to the footage stage, if there's something on the footage that we're like, nah, that's maybe too personal or that's not our story to tell, then we don't use it. Or or even right. in, in these stories, like we make an outline of what we're going to talk about. So it's, we're not, or even if I just, just blurt out somebody's secret, we wouldn't publish that. Uh, we, we do it all the time with like, I don't know, uh, trying to think of a scenario, and we don't see a lot of homeless people here, but occasionally somebody homeless, like, not, I'm not going to shoot a picture of, of somebody walking across the street with, oh, a, yeah, like, yeah. wearing a, a sheet. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't do that in New York. I wouldn't do it here. There's no reason for you to see it, and I'm only telling you about it because I'm not going to do it. Yeah. It rarely happens here. Yeah. So, that, I mean, there is, we have our own ethics, and some of that is formed by by working at a newspaper of like there is a balance between well, yeah, we could lose our jobs we, <laughs> we were taught that yeah. don't do this stuff or yeah, somebody's going to, an ethics group is going to come in and morally charge us with get, get go home <laughs> well that that doesn't happen <laughs> <laughs> well sometimes it does I and mean, we have we had a friend who worked for the committee to protect journalists who who did a whole ethical thing about like ethics and reporting on rape survivors and it's horrifying what she found, not just in terms of like all the rapes, but like how journalists would charge in and make it worse mm-hmm. for the victims and, and maybe even make it worse for the criminal justice system. Like oh, you well, have yeah. To, well, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, and we're not, we're not dealing with be. those stakes, <laughs> yeah. but, um, yeah. Now now I've derailed with something very serious. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, I don't know. You gotta gotta have a code, man. And and ours ours is no baby butts. No. (laughs) I'm so lost now, Peter. (laughs) I really Uh, shook up where I was going. Don't don't get too upset. (laughs) What do you got on your piece of paper? Um... Oh, and so in that in that regards, is editing ourselves. Mm. I can feel sometimes that I that's holding me back from things that maybe I should explore artistically. Mm. Like I was when we we've been rewatching old Monty Pythons, and when we watched the Twit sketch, mm-hmm. um, 
I was thinking like, I think my own overthinking would get in the way and I wouldn't be able to write this. I would think all these funny things and then like, but what if I know a twit? Oh, they'll Hmm. think I'm talking about them. And so I, for me, that's my own self-censorship that I think is beneficial for me to push through. Mm. Without saying the people who are like, PC police, they're not right. But there is like being aware that the audience who consumes your work might include some of the people who have inspired you to tell these stories (laughs) um, is kind of like a lot to hold on to. So you just have to let that go. Yeah. I I mean, why why would somebody that does make you mad that you want to... I don't know, let's just, just take like something obvious at the moment, like Trump or something like that. Mm. Like how much energy do you want to spend? Like we watched like something like uh what's her name? Samantha B. Mm-hmm. And she annoys me just because she's got like this personal vendetta, like it's her thing that she hates Trump. <laughs> <laughs> like it, we all hate Trump. Like I'm so bored by all of this. Yeah. yeah. Um I agree with her, but like I'm also not going to sit around here with our venue and go on and on and talking about somebody I hate. I'm not interested in it. Right. But it's also, that's not for ethics. That's for um, boredom. We're not, those aren't the stories we like. I have a hard time between ethics and boredom. (laughs) (laughs) I get How lucky (laughs) that anti-ethical behavior bores you. (laughs) But yeah, like... Earlier when I said all weddings are boring. In thinking about this week, I had like a version in my mind that all weddings are boring. Except yours. But I don't, I don't mean that. I don't mean except yours. There's like one, one cool wedding I went to. I mean, I, th- I And feel- it was ours. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I haven't been to a lot of weddings, but I, I feel like when I hear people talk about weddings, a lot of them are like, you know, like us, uh, kind of sorry I'm inviting you. I know you're going to have to take some time off from work. <laughs> uh, it's also in Barbados or something. And Yeah, you know, yeah, but, yeah. Even your destination wedding is boring. Right. <laughs> Don't have a destination wedding. I mean, I I would question if, uh, as a friend, like, am I, why am I a friend with somebody that's like, come to our wedding, it's going to be a bomb, man. Yeah. Like, I, it's not going to be a bomb. It will be a bomb because it's, it's going to be boring probably want to watch you stand up somewhere and do a thing but that's the thing is like all this waffling i don't actually want to write waffly i don't want to write self-deprecating because i don't enjoy self-deprecation in others say what you're going to say and stand behind it so that's where i mean i do feel like that's my personal artistic goal these days (laughs) (laughs) i'm number one Mondel bombs, mondel bombs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the so, and I think it's possible to balance not telling tales out of school with pushing your boundaries of like, I'm not going to give this to them to like have final approval over. That's another journalism thing. Like, mm. people who ask, interviewees who ask to see the final product before you publish it. You can do that as a courtesy, but definitely in the hard news, it's not necessary. Mm-hmm. I think we just lost Piano Cam. Oh, no. We did. Um, what do you want to do? 
how long has it been? It's been almost an hour. Well, we'll pick it up next week. All right. <laughs> so that's the end. <laughs> Noodles to you. Eat them with ethics. <laughs>